You are listening to LordofHarvest.org. Turn your Bible this morning. Thank you again for this wonderful, wonderful chance. Thank you for, for praying and supporting our work there. Amen. Again, in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 55, verse number 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Precious Heavenly Father, again, this is not my right. This is a wonderful opportunity of all of us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for wonderful music, great fellowship, great time together of God's people. I know your people are excited. And this morning, help us, Father God, to be mindful of you and to pay attention to the very detail of your word. This is your message. This is not my message. I don't know how many people here this morning are desperately needing your holy word. I just want to be a help. I just want to be a blessing. So, Father, this morning, I beg you, make me a channel of hope, a channel of blessing to your dear people here. Forgive us again, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Again, a wonderful passage here by the author of the book of Isaiah. It was a, a tremendous promise of God to every born-again believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, to every redeemed child of God. And thank God that, you know, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, again I said, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without shedding of blood. I don't know about you, if, if you're still excited every time you hear the precious, powerful blood of Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And as I have said a while ago, God's people were not just redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, just for the sake that the whole world know that you belong to Him and He to you. That, that's not just the reason, but the main reason why God redeemed me, why God purchased me with His precious blood of Jesus Christ, it's because He wants to use me. He wants to use every born-again believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. We used to say, we are saved to serve. We are saved to serve. We are not saved to sit. We are saved to serve. And what a privilege and what a joy, brethren, to serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What a privilege. If you are a guest this morning, I want you to feel comfortable and don't look, as your, don't look at us and maybe your seatmate as different, as big time people because nobody in this building deserves to be here. It's all because of God's amazing grace. If it is not because of the grace of God, all of us, all of us here in this building would not be able to be, be, have, be given a chance to, to serve and, 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 and nourish by the word of God. What a wonderful promise. It says, every time we teach and preach the word of God, it will not return void. What, a, what an encouragement, amen? What an encouragement, a motivation to every child of God that we need to grab the opportunity that was given to us to speak boldly for the word of God. And by the way, brethren, I always tell this to our people. Since you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, since we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, now we belong to the business that is what we call proclaiming business. All of us, we have different personalities. You say amen? Some people are silent, quiet. We have different personalities, amen? There are, there are real people that, you know, they are just really lesser talker, amen? But you know what, brethren? 
Since we came to know the Lord Jesus and we, came, we, we became a part of the independent local church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must not forget that we are now belong, we belong to the business of the church, proclaiming business. We've got to open our mouth and grab the chance to speak and tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not an excuse. Are you listening, brethren? It will never be an excuse. Oh, pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm soft-spoke. I, I will just use my powerful testimony. Well, we, we enjoy testimony. You say amen? We, we, always, we always salute a lifestyle, godly lifestyle. But you know what? If, if you will be very, very understanding this morning, we belong to the proclaiming business. But the promise, again, every time you teach and preach the word, every time you open your mouth for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ and preach and teach His word, the promise is it will not return void. Instead, the Bible says, It will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. It will accomplish great things. I will never forget. 17 years ago, when the Lord called us to start a mission work, I've been helping my dad, youth pastor, and I thought, you know, I will just be there for the rest of my life and just, you know, helping him. Uh, until one day in his preaching, he is really preaching hard, and the Lord just started to, to go out and launch out into the deep and start a mission work. And I approached him and I said, and my dad immediately replied, he said, I will never forget. He said, well, you can start tomorrow. Bold Muslim dad. I thought he will said he will gonna speak. no promise. Start tomorrow. And that's what we did. I talked to my wife. God is calling me to start a work. Are you sure? You know, what what a blessing if you have a wife that is just always that's not my intention. Pray. Yeah. You know, sometimes, many times, we have been affected. No response. No decision. That's why I'm saying. I'm so thankful I have a very uh, Tangenya, and her last name is Katapang. And <laughs> Di Makulangan in Brother Dom yesterday. While I thank God for Brother Dom's testimony, Pastor Abel, since we arrived here, uh, housing here in your parsonage upstairs, they have been feeding us all over the LA, uh, different food. Some are in the plastic, some are in the, in the fire. I don't know all of those. The shrimp in the plastic. And then they'll give you plastic in hands. Joshua said, we don't use this in cordon. We just use this in hand. And I said, no, enough. It's just America. Be Americanized. It's hard, you know. It's just, well, just bear with it. You know? And yesterday we are in, you know, another place. And Josh is amazed. He's looking the the beef, chicken, and pork. He's just, you know, roasting in the front of you. And he said, hmm, what is that? Huh? I thank God for that wonderful trip. And I thank God that Josh enjoyed the trip. You know, it's just powerful to have a partner in the ministry who is just known of be obeying and, you know, submitting. You know, it's very important to have a partner in, in the family, in the Lord's work, always be submissive. As Christians, as God's people, that should be the case. We must always be submissive to the authority of the Word of God. You say amen? Because this is the final say. I have my say. You have your say. But this is the final say. You say amen? It will not return void this morning. Very quick message entitled, The Law of Harvest. It's, as I have told a while ago, normally people are really, really excited during harvest time. When it's harvest time, boy, people are excited. When it's Friday, payday Friday, people are excited. And that's normal. You say amen? It's normal. And this morning, brethren, I, I will try to do my best to give all this principle to you, four principles, the law of harvest. The first principle is the principle of implantation. The principle of implantation. In my Tagalog service a while ago, I think there are 16 people who don't trust their memory 
because they believe they have a memory gap and they are taking notes. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yeah. If computer, you know, bags down, how much more our brain? Amen? Yeah. He's still staring at me. Amen. The principle of implantation. This is all about the principle of letting God's people know that we have a work to do. If you remember the passage, the Bible says, Work while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. The principle of implantation that we are thought to, to keep on planting the seed, to keep on working. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, a very familiar verse, what Apostle Paul said in verse number 6, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. And in verse number 6, Apostle Paul said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. I have planted. It is our duty as God's people to, to plant the seed, to plant the landmark. I have given a chance to preach uh, the other night in their youth night. And the Lord just brought me to the direction of the message to challenge these few young people who attended Friday night. That they must realize that this church is a generational or generation church. That all that we are setting up is for the next generation. The Bible is clearly teaching us that we must not remove the ancient landmark. We must keep on, you know, building the landmark, building the, 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 the scripture, building the principle. So for the next generation's sake, and this gen next generation people, they've got to be paying attention and catch the vision and have the burden to continue the work of the Lord. It is a non-stop planting to keep on working maybe you are here in in this in this service maybe you will you will tell oh, old christian now I'm 10-year-old Christian now. I've been 8 years old in, in a Christian realm. And I've been planting this this morning. We, we need to keep on planting. We are all planting. Keep planting. You know, sometimes tired of planting the seed. We give up. Oh, preacher, you just don't know. Give up on them. May I encourage you to? Because we are planters. The second principle, the principle of identification. I always use this verse to encourage our staff, our preacher boys, our Bible Institute students. I love that verse. Work while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. I always tell our people, our congregation, mostly those who just attend and they are not involved, I usually tell them, there will be a day, the day will come, I said. You want to sing to the choir, you want to give now, you want to sing for the Lord, but it's not anymore the day to do that. You miss the chance. Work while it is day. There will be a day, you will make a decision to follow the Lord and serve Him. That might be the, the day you miss it, you miss the chance. Because the Bible says, work while it this day. The night cometh when no man can work. It's not working time anymore. You miss the chance. The second principle, the principle of identification. Yes, we're planters. Yes, we're farmers. We must keep planting. Yes, we understand that. But we must be focusing as well to this wonderful principle that we, we've got to have the knowledge. As I have told the Tagalog service a while ago, farmers are brilliant and knowledgeable and smart people when we talk about planting. Because they have a geniusness in their brain of where and when to plant the seed. As I have told them in Tagalog, I don't know how you interpret that in English. If you plant the seed, look at me everybody. If you plant the seed, you cannot plant bara bara. How do you interpret that in English, my dear interpreter? 
Just like strike anywhere. Bahala na. What's bahala na? Wherever we'll be, we'll be. Kay sara-sara. Wherever we'll be, we'll be. Huh? No. Sometimes we, we parents, I understand how are difficult, you know, to establish a home, a family, and to do some child rearing there and there. It's not easy. But you know what? We've got to be knowledgeable. As I have told the congregation a while ago, we've been emphasizing so much in the church, evangelization, hallelujah, edification, praise the Lord. We all need that. That's our main business. But sometimes we miss one thing, education, educate. God's people must be properly educated. That's why you have mentoring class here. That's why you have Bible study here. That's why you have group men here, ladies group teaching here. And the rest of the people are, I'm busy preacher. I have no time. I need to do double job. I need to pay this. That's why until now, very poor in knowledge. Ignorance excuses no one. Remember that? If you are a farmer, farmers are brilliant. They are knowledgeable of where and when to plant the seed. As I have told a while ago, there is always good time to plant. Do you believe that? Amen. There is always good time to plant. That's what the Bible also is trying to teach us in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3. And in verse number 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. You know what we need in our Christian life always? Perfect. God's perfect timing. God's perfect place. Lord, lead me to your perfect timing, to a perfect place. I always advise our preachers when God open doors, and for sure He will, and let Him allow to do that. If it is open, the door is open, come in. And if it is closed, don't break the door. You know, many God's people, if the door is open, they can't come in. And when it's closed, they break the door and come in. You know what we need? Perfect of God's timing and perfect in God's place. There is always good time to plant. As I have said a while ago, I have, I have a couple ministering to uh, both uh, the father and the mother. Uh, they are both working at the bank and for so many years I've been doing Bible study and many times they ignore, they refuse me and they always say, we're busy preacher, we're busy preacher. But just recently, uh, seven, eight weeks ago, before we came, I heard the news that the mother was just brought to emergency hospital because of her high blood pressure. And while she's laying in her bed, in her couch, and I tried to review all the Bible study series and tried to review her salvation, she started crying. And I can see and I can feel that she is sincere and genuinely listening to the word of God. You know why? There is always good time. Again, as I have said a while ago, are you listening, everybody? If God gave you the good time to plant, please, brethren, don't act as if you're very busy and not grab the chance to plant the seed. Did I make myself clear here? You know, sometimes if the Lord is bringing us to the right time, to the right place, sometimes you miss the right time. I beg you, if God gave you the opportunity, the right timing to plant the seed, please don't act as if you're very, very busy, as if you are you are the CEO of Los Angeles Police Department. You're very busy. I always tell our people, sometimes we act very, we always claim we're busy. Busy for what? Busy for what? For the Lord or for yourself? Busy. Principle of, are you still okay? Amen. Can you smile? Amen. Amen. Smile is an international language, amen? amen? Wherever you go, just smile. They understand you're not angry, amen? Amen. amen? amen. Principle of implantation. The principle of identification. The third principle, the principle of incubation. Incubation. This is all about waiting time. Waiting. Uh -uh. Many people of God have this big time problem. We don't want to wait. We're very impatient sometimes. That's why I've told a while ago. Sometimes if you notice in, in the church, in the congregation like here, even in our church, people are, you know, 
the new faces today. There are faces today. And next week, different faces again. You know? Now you see them. Now you, people come and go. Sometimes we ask, where is brother? So, I don't know. Where is sister? I don't know. Oh, maybe she backslides. <laughs> You know why? They are in a hurry of God's blessing. They can't wait. While the Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Hallelujah. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And by the way, brethren, if you are a child of God, totally, you have a one nickname it calls waiters. Right? We're waiting for the coming of the Lord. Yes. We're waiters. Whether you like it or not, we were designed to be waiters. And by the way, if, if it waiters, it doesn't mean you just sit down and just wait. I never saw waiters, and when you open the door of the restaurant, they are just there sitting. Welcome. Come in. Have a seat. Enjoy. There's a kitchen there. The caldero is there. The kawali. Cook whatever you want. Wash your hand first, okay? <laughs> I never saw waiters like that. Waiters are always standing, right? Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma'am. What's your order, sir? Oh, by the way, how many? How many? Four, right? And after that, anything you need? Are you just like in the restaurant a while ago? I think it's 12 times they asked me, they asked us, is everything okay here? And we're still eating. Is, is everything okay here? <laughs> 12 times. <laughs> Trying to make it sure that we're okay. Waiters, serving while waiting. We're waiters. We wait for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ till He comes. Yeah. The principle of incubation. Sometimes if we, want, if we plant the seed, sometimes we, we wish and we dream that immediately there must, be, there must be a result and there must be an impact. Especially in preaching and teaching the Word of God in soul winning, in the province, in our preacher time, in, in the lives of our preacher, we observe that. Sometimes they are, they are disappointed if there is no immediate response of new converts. And I said, you've got to learn to wait. You know, and sometimes there are experiences that, just like for example, I myself as a pastor, I'm trying to win Brother Jesse and as if there's no effect. And here comes a new preacher, a one-week-old preacher, a new surrendered preacher. The three months message that I've been sharing to him as if there's no effect. But here comes a new, a new preacher. He shared one time the message, the three-month series message I've been sharing to him just one time. He was converted. You know, the problems, Sometimes, are you listening, my friend, brethren? Amen. Sometimes we want to be the man. We're not the man. Sometimes you want to be the man. You're not the man. I always tell our preachers, missionaries, if God will bless your work 10 times in what we have right now, I will not be disappointed or intimidated. I will rejoice. You know why? It simply proves that I am a good teacher. Amen? I'll not be jealous. I will rejoice. Because at last you got something. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you want to be the man. We're not the man. The principle of incubation there is waiting time. The harvest may take time. And the Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Listen carefully. You will reap if you don't give up. You will reap if you don't give up. The final principle, the principle of intensification. Again, the first principle, implantation. Identification. You've got to be spiritually sensitive, knowledgeable. The principle of incubation. And finally, the principle of intensification. I remember the story of feeding of more than 5,000. Remember that story? There are two. Who knows the story? You, you know who made the ark? Yeah, it's David. Yeah. You remember the story of feeding more than 5,000? When the Lord Jesus Christ finished the Bible study and he instructed the disciples, disciples, I want you to look for some bakery down there and get some snacks because this Filipino after Bible study, they love snacks. Okay? And the disciples said, preacher, there's no bakery here. And one disciple said, sir, there is a lad here. There's a child here. He has five loaves and two fishes. And by the way, Jesus didn't ask the five loaves and two fishes. The disciples didn't ask the five loaves and two fishes. The lad will voluntarily gave it, the five loaves. And the Lord took it and break it and prayed for it. 
And you know the story, right? Five loaves and two fishes were able to feed more than 5,000. And the child that gave voluntarily the five loaves and two fishes went home with a full 12 basket. Normally, as I've said a while ago, normally in planting, in farming, when you plant one, you'll harvest one, right? Amen? When you plant two, normally you'll harvest two. But listen carefully, brethren, there will be a day, there will be a day when you just planted one and you will harvest and read more than that's why we have that song little is much when god is in it little is much i always this testimony of one dear brother in our church his name is brother ed brother ed lives at lucena city he lives in lucena city we have one member uh, uh her sister sister ludy one time knocked on our door in a mission mission house 10 years ago this is 10 years ago and she's begging me to help her because he, he has a, a brother who has mentally problem drug abuse and and the live-in partner of his brother just left him and depressed and troubled, hospital, medication, rehabilitation won't work. And Sister Ludi told me, Preacher, can you help me? And I said, what, what kind of help you need? And she said, I want you to join me to go to Lucena City. Luz Cordon to Lucena City is 14 hours. Cordon to Manila is 8 hours to 9 hours if no traffic. Uh, Manila to Lucena is another 4 to 5 hours if no traffic. And Sister Ludi said, Preacher, can you help me? I said, what's your plan? And she said, we're leaving tomorrow. I will never forget that day. And I said tomorrow is Christmas sister Ludi I I think I need to be in my family also I'm also made of dust and not of metal I also need to be with my family that's what I think I said well preacher he's almost you know very in trouble please if you may help and the Lord is just you know if you're a genuine cold child of God and soul winning is not an activity for you it's an attitude anytime anywhere any moment if the Lord calls you to fly you'll fly so I talked to my wife remember her name sister Gina Di Makulangan Katap so this will be a long story if I'll tell you what happened if I ask permission. You know how mothers, you know, react when you ask permission in the wrong timing, you know. Knives and plato will just be flying. <laughs> Caldero will just be blah, blah, blah. And she said, if you can, go, go ahead. So we traveled and arrived December 25 at Lucena City. I preached there. There are about 13 people, seven souls got saved, including Brother Ed. And I told Brother Ed, Brother Ed, uh, do you want to be okay, to, to be healed, you're, you're, to be fine? And he said, yes, sir. I have a prescription for you. I said, I encourage you to serve the Lord. Come with me in Isabella and let's serve the Lord together. And he immediately replied, no, sir. No. You know, that's one time problem of God's professing people. Are, are you with me? People say, sometimes are easy to profess but they are not possessive it's easy for them to say i believe i open come in but when you challenge them to follow the lord i'll think about it give me time to think about it if you check your bible who has bible here bible if you check your bible seriously and deeper i'm not trying to confuse you genuine born again believers of the lord jesus christ assured of heaven in this book our people are not just professing but people who follow that's why they call themselves disciples followers you know it's easy to say i believe yeah you believe i repent yeah you repent how about following him full time lifting up Jesus full time. I'll think about it. Try to consider that. And he said, no. Well, remember, I gave you a prescription. Yes, sir. After a week, I went home. On that same day, I went home. After a week, Sister Ludi is knocking at our door and she said, Preacher, thank you very much. Here's some, here's some sugpu, here's some fish from Lucen. Well, thank you. Amen. But special, special gift, Preacher. Here's my brother. Brother Ed, brother Ed standing behind her. Well, I thought you, you don't like it. I changed my mind, Preacher. I believe I need to follow Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And he said, when he saw the building, the senior citizen's building, Pastor Jonathan saw that building. It's the same as size like this. There's no room. For 17 years, I'm not bragging and I'm not trying to, to feel you guilty or maybe blaming God. No, we choose to be like this, live a very simple life. I've been 17 years in Cordon. When we started the work, we slept at the floor. Until now, we have already a two-story building in the middle of 2,000 square meter property. Until now, we're still sleeping at the floor. In one classroom there of our Christian school. That's why every time the high school student, my student in the, in the Christian school, I always tell them, you know, please remove your shoes when you come in. Because after you tapak-tapak all of that, we'll sleep there later. And we enjoy living that way, letting the people know that we're with them. And we enjoy it. And Brother Ed, I said, Brother Ed, pick your spot. And he said, pick my spot. On that area, gentlemen, on this area, ladies, okay? Don't cross this border. There, has, there is electricity here. If you miss this border, you're going to die. You go to hell, okay? Where's my room? Pick a spot in the evening and remove it. Put it at the back of the building in the morning. 4 o'clock, you need to be wake up. You need to give water two blocks away. You give water 4 a.m. in the morning. 5 a.m., you must be here in my front, in this table, for devotion. 5.30, you must have your barong or necktie. No barong, no necktie, no breakfast. No take a bath. No take a bath, no barong, no breakfast, no necktie, no Bible devotion, no breakfast. And Brother Eddie said, that's, that's, the norm, that's the routine here? Yeah. Oh, man. After 10 years. It's 10 years ago. He's been trained, taught, nourished, educated. 10 years after. Among the 300 people in the congregation right now, including children. I'm not trying to intimidate myself, and I want 60% of our member every Sunday, congregation Sunday, 60% is a direct fruit of Brother Ed. I plant one, I harvest more than one. It's normal. You plant one, you harvest normal. But listen, listen. There will be a day when you just planted one. And God will bless you. It will intensify by God. And you will reap more than that. The promise, every time you preach, teach the word, it will not return void. Keep planting. Be knowledgeable where and when to plant. Learn to wait. Just learn to wait. And expect God will bless.